The following program contains mature themes that may offend you and challenge you. As a result, you may paint an innumerable amount of Bristol boards, piss, and exhale fire, call for the host to be disemboweled in the village square, push for suppression, compelled speech, and an infinite number of deplatformings. Other listeners may experience the urge to laugh as we all hurl towards Armageddon, tolerate diversity of thought, control their childlike emotional impulses, stop taking everyone and everything so seriously. But either way, listener discretion is advised. This is Unmentionable, an unhealthy dose of realism with your host, Jordan Power. people I ever hear hear use the word inflation are journalists um, and economists, right? So that is not part of the normal lexicon of the way people talk. So it's interesting that Republicans are doing something they don't normally do, right? Which is not use the the common tongue, right? Not use just common English to sort of do on their campaigns like they're doing with crime. But what they've done is they've taught people the word inflation, right? Most people who would have never used that word ever in their lives are using it now because they've been taught it, including on TV, including in newspapers. They've been taught this word and they they sort of wrap this word around whatever it is that they really want to vote, you know, the reasons they really want to vote. 330 million people in America, and they've just, some of them are just apparently, according to Joy Reid, are just learning what the word inflation means for the first time in their lives. This isn't condescending from the media class that lives in castles and makes millions of dollars. So I don't think, perhaps, Joy Reid's belief is that you, the person listening to this in America who sees your groceries going up and sees your cost of living going up, haven't at once tried to think of a word to explain the monetary policy and the quantitative easing that's going on. (laughs) You haven't once thought, you haven't ever been sitting at home and say, God, I I hope one time in my life that someone would think of a word to describe what we're going through with these increased prices. I've never heard, I never heard it in my childhood, my adulthood. I don't think this strategy of the media class, particularly on the left, of pretending people aren't suffering when they make millions of dollars as broadcasters is a good strategy. I also don't think it's a good idea on the left to deny the increases in crime. Like she said in that clip, she said, you know, the Republicans are really running on crime. It's like, you can look at the crime stats in these cities. You can see the homelessness growing, you can see the stats, it's all available to people, and people of all stripes have concerns about crime. I, this this fantasy that, you know, anarchy is going to take over, at the end of the day, people will always want law and order. Now, on the right, the Republicans seem to be uh, the party of uh, election denial which they did learn from the 2016 Democrats, Hillary Clinton saying that Trump was an illegitimate president, Kamala Harris saying there were problems with the machine, Stacey Abrams still being an election denier. But the Republicans have done a special job of really just carrying that ball forward in the form of Donald Trump and Carrie Lake. And neither is right, you know, but it really did start in 2016, if a lot of people remember. But I think the Republicans now are seem to be running on fear. They seem to be taking small incidents of drag queens performing in front of children at bars, which isn't right. 
and there have been some outlier incidents and acting like that there seems to be some LGBT group going after their children. And I really do fault the people on the far left that never said no when children were in a bar putting money in a drag queen's underwear or there was a neon sign in the background saying it's not going to suck itself. I mean, what you did was you really brought forward a lot of the worst fears and a lot of the worst lies that were said about gay people. About And as a gay person myself, I go, great, great. Everything they said that we were going to do, we were, you know, we were pedophiles, we were deviants, we were going to go after their children, things that weren't true that the Republicans said all through the 90s. All of a sudden now you have examples of these things actually happening because people don't have the balls to stand up and say, this is wrong. This is wrong that you have a children in, children in a bar at night. And I, I feel like, particularly with this midterms, it may just be a referendum on woke. It may just be these wild oscillations that you're going to see where you're going to see you know, far left people that 87 genders, puberty blockers for 11-year-olds, um, compelled speech, and then you've got your wild swing to the right of your election denial, quasi-militias, and misrepresentations of what's going on at the border. And I really do realize when I talk to certain people that they are living in completely different realities. I talk about the ideological silos on this show, and it's so important to take in all kinds of information. If anything, if you have a Twitter, make your Twitter feed a mix of independent journalists, liberal-leaning journalists, conservative-leaning journalists, because all of a sudden, when someone presents a new reality in front of you, you might be able to understand your neighbor or your ex or the person that you've cast out of your life because they have different political opinions than you. And all of a sudden you can realize things are a little more complex than we're led to believe, a little more black and white. Um, so going into the midterms, it seems like abortion, I mean, the, it seemed like the Republicans had the Senate in the bag. They definitely have the House in the bag, but it seems like they had the, the Senate in the bag and then they had to do that dumb move on abortion and now it seems like it's going to be a nail biter. Um, the we're recording on Tuesday. The midterms are the first polls should be closing in about an hour. And according to 538.com, which is Nate Silver's website, the chances of the Republicans taking the Senate is about 55 percent to the Democrats, 45 percent. So we'll see what kind of damage uh, that the Repo that the Democrats are going to be having to take responsibility for, you know, misjudgment on COVID, clearly a border that's porous, inflationary policy, quantitative easing, which is a global phenomenon, but they're, they're going to feel the brunt of that. And also how far they pushed people in the past few years with the wacky woke and the censorship and the heavy allegiance to social media companies, polling showing that 67% of Democrats believe that the government should step in and censor on social media. And there was a report that just came out from The Intercept that I encourage everyone to go read. I believe it was by Lee Fang, and it was talking about solid proof that the government had been collaborating with social media companies through a portal 
And it wasn't just about COVID misinformation. They were essentially trying to change the messaging on these platforms for things like the Ukraine war, withdrawal from Afghanistan. A lot of the things that I talk about in the specter of censorship that is over us, they've been caught doing. So I don't know how people vote that listen to this podcast. I don't tell people how to vote. I don't really judge people how to vote, but I also feel like it's an election where if you told me you voted for the Democrats, if you told me you voted for the Republicans, I wouldn't really judge you because truly I look at it as two sides here. And I think on the left, you've got wacky gender goblins that are out of control. You've got some of these people were working at Twitter that truly don't believe they should have to coexist in a society with people with differing opinions You've got children transitioning at 11. You've got wacky derivatives of cr critical race theory making its way into schools. And then on the right, you've got uh, trying to bring out abortion from the graveyard and make that an issue. You've got people that straight up deny climate change is happening or even welcome any policies around climate change. You've got little bit of Trump in there and you've got some really dark stuff coming out of the the Republicans too so I feel like I don't really judge how people go but I will tell you like most elections this one in particular you're going to see how independents fall independents decide basically every election and I think even more now because people are so deeply solidified in their echo chambers whether it's right and left that we will see what was important to independence. And I believe from looking at some exit polling that just came out, that I believe that at the end of the day, there's two things that people are going to vote based on, and it's economy and crime. And I, I think it's unfortunate that people can't vote for different things, but at the end of the day, these are the kitchen table issues. People want to be safe, and they want to be able to feed their families. So that seems to be in the Republicans' side of the court, so I'm predicting that the Senate and House are going to go to the Republicans. Also, if they're at 55% to 45% on Nate Silver's site, my thoughts are that there's a group of people that are ashamed to say they're voting Republican, largely because it's associated with Donald Trump. So I think you've got a lot of quiet people that are not really giving pollsters the right answer. And if they're already at 55% chance of taking the Senate with that, I'm thinking that's going to tip them over. So that's my prediction. We will look at it next week, kind of break it down a little bit more. I don't want to do that much politics on this show anymore. I will, you know, it is an interest of mine, so I will dabble in it. But I think we try to keep it lighter on this show because a lot of for a lot of people, this show is escapism. And so I want to be able to provide for them that and the frivolity that comes with comedy but it's an interesting election, and uh, please don't tear each other's throats apart in the street. Like, I really do believe <laughs> that you have to be the change that you want to be in society. And whether it's Joy Reid on the left or whoever on the right, we'll throw a name there. Laura Ingram, let's say. These are puppets in a show, and don't let these people control you, question them. And really try to, you know, if you if you work with someone that has different political opinions than you, maybe just listen and for a couple minutes and realize that things are a lot more nuanced and complex than you think they are. 
obviously there's certain issues that I don't frankly understand in terms of pro-life, pro-choice. Um, it seems pretty clear that you have to allow abortion in society, but it doesn't mean I don't understand when a person says that they're not comfortable with you tearing apart a baby at 22 weeks. It's not that I don't understand their point. So that's all I'm saying is basically try to open your mind, try to take in new narratives, try to look at the agendas of the people pushing you different narratives and come to your own conclusions at the end of the day. But please, like I said, do not tear each other apart. Uh, there's going to be a lot of wacky shit going on on Twitter, which we will play next week on the show. But at the end of the day, you know, it's we have a lot more in common among people. Like I always say that on the show, like you and your neighbor that you think are so different. You want the same things. You want a great life for your kids. You want a safe neighborhood. You want economic opportunities, less war. So meet there is my advice. I say to people, just vote however you vote. And I don't really even think, honestly, there's a lot to be gained by publicly telling people how you voted nowadays because people seem to not be able to tolerate anyone who has different political opinions than them. So if you feel like your vote is secret or you feel like you don't want to deal with any of the backlash, then I think you should feel comfortable saying to someone, I don't really need to disclose to you how I voted. It's my private decision. So anywho, wow. I just got off the phone with the company <laughs> and Shivam and I were about to record and I got this phone call from this person <laughs> And I just, I just feel like something happened in the past 12 months where the general decline in society in terms of like customer service has just become so incredibly mind-blowing. Not just like how you're treated. Like, for example, I was saying to my friend when I was on the plane, I was saying, you know, it's like <laughs> I saw this meme or I, I don't know if it was a meme. It was just like a photo, but it was basically like... Um, what was it saying? It was basically like uh, showing air air travel in like the 60s and 70s. And you've yeah. got this like person carving up a roast <laughs> and these people with all this leg room, yeah, you know, smoking. pillows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just one by one by one, they took something away from yeah, us. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the meals got a little bit shittier, a couple more seed oils, omega sixes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Then, uh, you know, uh, the seats. Yeah, you know. You, <laughs> You don't really need to have your knees like have a little more than an inch <laughs> from the front. And we're just also going to squeeze them horizontally as people get fatter. <laughs> and then you if you want a pillow, you can ask for it. But it's going to feel like a tuft of pubic hair shoved into <laughs> some sort of a case. And when you lay on it, you won't even support your head. <laughs> and the blankets, I don't even know. And then slowly dial back on the drink service. I don't know what's left, bro. The seatbelts? No, they're gonna. Are they, they gonna charge you for the seatbelts? Because you know what? They, you know what the woman says to me. I, I'm about to watch a movie. I said, yeah. "Do you have uh, earphones?" Yeah. You know, for because they go, they say to people, "Oh my god, we got movies on the plane, and you can watch them." But what they don't <laughs> tell you is like you won't be able to listen to them <laughs> yeah. unless you pay three ninety five <laughs> for earbuds. So what did they think people were going to just watch it the whole time with no volume? So she she said she's like 3.95. I said those used to be free. Yeah. yeah. 3.95. No, I didn't know fuck. You know what they're going to make us do? They're going to make a stand and like cram more people in the plane. They're just going to have people laying in the aisles. That'll be the next one. It'll just be people laying in the aisles or you'll like go to uh put your luggage in the overhead compartment this and it will there. actually just be like 
actually a cargo plane with food. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, actually, we're doing like a two for one here. And you just have to sit with it on your lap the whole time. <laughs> and then when you and the plane's going down, it's crashing and you have to get that like oxygen mask, you know, to breathe oxygen for a couple seconds before you incinerate. Five ninety nine for that. <laughs> you wouldn't have paid for it. <laughs> You didn't, you didn't pay for it. You opted out of that, and so your last couple seconds would be a little rough. That's what it's going to be. Oh, you guys want fuel? Uh, maybe, they, maybe they could give out air canisters. Right? To people for oxygen. So do you, do you want oxygen for the flight, or you just want to die? Like, what a fucking... Well, Anyways, the point is, though, yeah. the point is, is I've talked about my many customer service yeah. debacles on this program. We've... You know, followed along yeah. with my luggage, et cetera, et cetera. I was just talking to a woman on the phone, and I was telling her the name of a street, and I said, face. It's face. And she said, how do you spell that? I said, what? <laughs> I said, like the word face. <laughs> it She's was like, yeah, but how do you spell that? Face street? And I want to say, how did you get a job? <laughs> How did you get a job? How did the the guardrails not go up here to say, whoa? <laughs> face. Well, maybe she's not like face as in P-H-A-S-E. No, I said face. Yeah. yeah like I, I can, said, I can like hear face. it very clearly, though. I can hear it very Normally, clearly. I'd give her the benefit yeah. of the doubt. But what followed after that oh, just made me more? go. Some people are just not. A lot of people are just not working with a full deck in their head. I encounter them all the time. I just go like, oh, there's, because there was, my friend said this to me in university. I don't know if this is like a popular saying one time, but I was explaining about someone and he was like, yeah, not everyone gets to be an astronaut. Right. And I thought that just really, right. <laughs> I just really summed it up. And then I was thinking about all these parents where, you know, you have a kid and when you're younger, at what point do you give up hope that there was greatness? You know, there might be a moment at like, <laughs> Now don't get don't get mad about this. So just keeping it real. But was there a moment when like you know they ate the neighbor's dog's turd at like three that you were like, oh, probably not nuclear fission. There will be no nuclear fission in your future. Or did you hold on hope there was some promise? They dipped. They this dipped into so a drug addiction, and they go, oh, they fell off. But it's like, at what point do you have to just say, hey? Because parents always do that thing. Like, yeah. you know. They always have hope for their kids. Like, It's oh, like that woman I told you that she lives in the park and she dresses like a hot dog. Yeah. I always think of like her mom going to her other friend and being like, how's Stacy doing? Oh, she's a lawyer. She just became partner at a downtown firm. What's your daughter do? Oh, she's a hot dog. <laughs> like. So I'm wondering if a lot of parents have to do that thing about like. I mean. I would when say do they personally give up? Is there a moment where they go like, like fifteen? Is like yeah. How many hits can they take? Right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. oh, you know, he might rebound. He might still become a yeah, doctor. Yeah. He might still become yeah. something great. And then at some point, they just have to look at each other and they go, yeah. "Probably not that kid. Let's try the other one. <laughs> Let's start investing in the other one." And you know, parents make bets early. By the way, yeah. You know, parents. I, I don't want to say I was one of those bets, but man, I, I was the only kid that went to private school. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. My sisters were like, "Why can't we go to private school?" They were like, uh, Jordan's gifted. I was like, oh. 
And then I would repeat it to everyone at school. People would say like, "What? I don't understand." You know, we're yeah. kids. I was. This was like when I was like nine, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And all the kids were like, "I don't understand why you have to leave." You know, we we love you here. You're so funny. Yeah. And all this stuff. And I was like, "Yeah, but I, I didn't know that it was like something you shouldn't say out loud." But I had heard it from conversations yeah. why they wanted me to go there and then she said I, I said i kept saying to them in front of the teacher um it's because i'm gifted you guys don't understand but i didn't think it was anything that great <laughs> and then the teacher had to tell my parents that i was kind of arrogant because yeah. i was walking around telling all the kids you don't understand i'm gifted i have to i have to leave here i have to leave you all behind wait it's kind of you, how i talk yeah, about exactly. san diego yeah, i was gonna say this i was gonna say this you do that right now some things are just what they are sometimes you gotta level up some people don't level up they level down get it get it you feel yourself leveling down you feel it that's what i'm saying i'm saying that so go on TikTok and do something else instead because maybe that's not for you. Yeah. It's not in your life journey for some people to go to San Diego or some people will be much more successful than me. It's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. go on TikTok and do something, you'll get attention anyway. I, I said to someone the other day, everyone's dying to be a hashtag nowadays. <laughs> literally dying. Some of them are literally dying to be a hashtag. That is actually so fucking funny. Tweet that. <laughs> Everyone's dying to be a hashtag. So many people are. I was. I'm. I'm. I've been working my Instagram account. I'm gonna throw up the uh, the the joke I found that that my producer didn't find for me. Uh, was uh, was wise. I gotta tweak it a bit. It's close because with jokes, one word can really tweak it. It was something. It was like, uh, why does your fat? Why is it always your fattest friend that has the most fitness tips? That was a good one. So I'm gonna throw that up. I thought you I'll already put it up already, like a few months ago, didn't you? On a story or something. You you put it up already. Did I? One, time. one time you did, I think so. I can't waste them on the stories. I gotta start doing them more in okay. the post. Yeah. Um the other thing I wanted to mention no, before I go. What happened after the face thing with the She with just the got stupider and it's just it's just Yeah? Like, no, it's just like I, I just go to all these places and I'm just I'm just always in awe of people. I'm always in awe. Mm. But then every once in a while, you see someone amazing and the disparity is so evident. Like there's this woman I work with at my investment, the guy who invests my money at the office. And she's just like a winner. Like the other, like ever since I met her, yeah, she, I was like, oh, this woman's a winner. Like sharp, never fucks up. Every email's clean. You know, she's just like with it. And I, the, I told, I emailed my advisor and I was like, give her more money. Not my money. Your, your money. <laughs> like give, give her more money. That's so sweet. Yeah. Dude, I love it when I find people like that. It's also like when I found you, I was like, oh my God, one intelligent person in the city. Cause in this city, did you say that? I swear I mean, to what God. What is that, accurate? Like, because <laughs> before I found you, I didn't know. No, I don't mean the smart people. part. I mean this city having a, a <laughs> more low intele people. intellect around here. <laughs> Not me saying I'm so great. But I, I, all the other like intelligent people I found also say that the city doesn't have like a lot of intelligent people or like smart people. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Someone said this about America, which is very interesting. It's like America has the most smart people and the most idiotic people. Is, no, yeah, America is the country that has the smartest people in the world and the dumbest people in the world in the same country coexisting. Yeah. It's yeah. fascinating. Speaking of America and moving there and the path to America, um, one of the good things that happened this week is that. We were in the UK press. Woo, woo. Actually, we were in uh, the New York Post and we were in the, the Daily, Daily Mail. Mail. If you did not see it online, uh, Shivam put both the articles in the in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and what people don't know is that the New York Post article came out first. And <laughs> because in my life, things just can't go off without <laughs> <that> a hitch. <laughs> 
Uh, so the New York Post came out the first day. The Daily Mail was a follow-up article. But the initial New York Post article came out, and I had been kind of working with some publicists and stuff like that to get more press for the show, and I'm working on some other stuff. But I had seen the article, and it came out, and it was, if you remember, we had an 18-year-old on the show. He was an online scammer. He was a Ukrainian. We disguised his identity. So if you watch it on Spotify, you can hear his voice, but he's pixelated. And his name was Andrew. That was a fake name we gave him. And then when they were writing the article, they asked me, the publication asked me, can you send us some photos of yourself to use in the article? Well, I don't know like what these places, like what the angle they're going for is. So I sent them really the gamut. Everything from like me uh, naked in underwear, not like naked, like literally in underwear and a cowboy hat. Uh, me in the bathtub, basically naked, and then got, went up from there to like, you know, like a tag top or one of them I'm drinking a vodka bottle. Like I just I was. But then I also gave them like some business yeah. casual and then the photos I did for Shame on You, which are slutty. Like That's, they were meant to be yeah. slutty, right? Like I have some other press coming out and the problem I, why I have to do a photo shoot is because they are asking me for photos and I keep sending them and they're like. No, like, <laughs> we are not that kind of publication. Like, put your clothes on, you filthy faggot. So I sent them all these photos of me. Like, some of them are when I'm, like, 26, 27, and then, you know, earlier ones now that have been airbrushed heavily. And I sent it <laughs> off to them. They always, when you do photos, they're like, do you want us to airbrush them? I'm like, is that even a fucking question? Like, of yes. course. <laughs> um, so I sent them off, and then... They must have thought that even though Andrew clearly in the article is pixelated in one of the photos and wanted to remain anonymous, he also would like to send photos of him from the age of 25 <laughs> to 36. <laughs> All those 18. All of those. Some of them where he's and clearly showing his face, even though he's anonymous on the show. So some again, talking about the level of quality that people are pumping out. And no one went, wait a minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they sent or they posted basically this was published eight article eight photos of me one of them was in my underwear with a cowboy hat <laughs> yes and all the photos up <laughs> and then it went live on twitter and all these people the new york post tweeted it and all these people were commenting underneath being like is he an idiot like we he's anonymous and then people were obviously being like he doesn't look 18 <laughs> uh, so obviously uh, so then i get on the phone i'm like what the fuck Telling that yeah. I was, well, Shivam was on the emails. I was replying all, and I was like, uh, just a heads up, like it's kind of not funny because, like, maybe yeah. like the cops will like show up at my place. They probably wouldn't actually. You know what I mean? Like, I was getting a lot of hate from people. People were starting to hate me as the scammer because they thought I was the scammer. So they fixed it. It's fine. They fixed it, and then the next day, uh, the Daily Mail picked it up. Yeah, and uh, so the show is officially in two it's been in, it's been mentioned in the sun but like the daily mail coverage is really good great photo of the yeah. show a uh, little bit about me uh ju just perfect so we're working on some more stuff like that it's really exciting and uh who knows like what else we can do and the celebrities that we're trying to negotiate with to come on the program and things are moving very well around here is what i will say is my little announce yeah yeah let's go so we don't want to remain sclerotic. And let me tell you something about that word. Okay. So what I like to do is I, I, I read, and if I, don't re if I don't know what a word is, I write it on a piece of paper, and I write a little bit about the meaning is, and I shove it on my fridge. And then my friends... And also on the table right there, I can see it. Yeah, my friends come over, and they complain. Uh, and 
you know, say like, why are you doing this? You're crazy. Why do you, you know, why do you try to like learn more words and, you know, improve yourself why are you as a person? Yourself better? And I said, that's why you, you're an economy. But the, <laughs> the point is that I was saying is that like when you first, something happens when you first use a word. Okay. Yeah. Now you learn a word, right? Sclerotic. It means like not willing to adapt and change with things in society. And then I'll throw one down on the show and give it a little, mm, and you'd be like, wow, that was really easy that he just threw in that sclerotic. He just throws <laughs> down a sclerotic on a Monday. But I didn't always th throw down the sclerotic because I was telling my stepdad that like, once you got a good word and you think you know the meaning, by the way, you got to nail the meaning, but you can't, you can't throw it down in like a Harvard coffee thing where there's a bunch of smart people like if you're around a lot of smart people and you throw down a word and you don't know what it means yeah. you run the risk of getting embarrassed yeah you run the risk right <laughs> so there's always a first time you get to use the word and it's a really exciting moment it is. because you think you know what the word is you're about to show everyone how smart you've become <laughs> in this moment but you have to say it in a way like you use it all the time yeah <laughs> i would advise practicing in front of the mirror Mm. So you just look at yourself in the m morning and you just say sclerotic and then you just while you're getting ready in the morning, right? <laughs> but what happens is you got to throw it down with confidence and you got to make sure that if you're doing it, you got to be with people that could call you out. Because if you're with a lot of stupid people yeah, and you throw down sclerotic, the group's going to be like, I don't even, no one's going to even know yeah, what it yeah, means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could get away with murder. Yeah, yeah. But you don't want that. You don't want that in life. You don't want it because then you get all cocky and two years from then you're in a business meeting or something. You throw down sclerotic and someone could say, because your dumbass friends didn't call you out or read, someone could say in that moment, I don't think that, that's not how you use the word. Yeah. And then you're in a business meeting or you're on a date. So you got to be really confident. You got to find people that could know what sclerotic meant. Yeah. Level up. Invite some friends over. Invite your smartest group of people. And then you yeah. got to throw it down. And yeah. so we were all just having, you know, dinner. And I'd thrown down a couple yeah. bombs that week earlier. But they don't know. I, I, I sneak them in. Yeah. yeah. And it's also better when, when someone, like, asks you, oh, what what does that mean? Like, And then it's like, oh, I guess. And I, like, them. I usually look at them like I've been saying it for 10 years. And yeah. I go, look it up. Yeah. <laughs> But I, but I just knew it 10 minutes before. Do you understand? You got to also do that. If anyone calls you, you go, you don't know what that word meant, means, but you don't know what it meant like, you know, 20 minutes before. Okay. It's true. You got to do this. This is like, this is, we all do it. And I realized it the other day, throw it down with confidence. So we're in a, in a group and I was describing some type of group. I said, you know, one of the main problems in this city is that all these, these companies, people talk about these tech firms, but but it's not the but the problem here is the people they're just so sclerotic <laughs> silence people are blown away people are blown back whoa whoa what did don't you know what that it, what that means Looking it's like when i threw down anachronistic one time people you could feel ooh you could feel a, a, a it just happened right now like, what what's yeah. that what's yeah that now mean? you want to know now you want to put it on your i want to put it on my paper cuz cuz i want this is going to be your homework for everybody i want you listening to this show I've told you what sclerotic means. Pull it up. Get the exact definition. We don't want to lead them astray. Sclerotic. I want you all. We're going to teach you words on this show besides make you laugh and question basically everything, including the government and who the hell knows what they're doing to you and what's there's, there's going to be a chip in your brain soon. 
Who the hell knows? But the point is, is the definition of sclerotic, which you can use now, is grown rigid or unresponsive, especially with age, unable to or reluctant to adapt or compromise. So that could be, you know, like the economy, the media, bu- the bureaucracy, yeah. that kind of stuff. So sclerotic. Mm. Okay. So I want everybody here this week to have a moment, find the smartest person in your life. If you don't have a person in your life that might know what this word means, you got to work a little harder to find those kind of people. But I want you to throw down a sclerotic. Now, if your friends are idiots, they will make fun of you for trying to further your vocabulary and to improve your communication skills. So you might be with a bunch of people where you say sclerotic. They're like, oh, Mr. Sclerotic. Oh, look who, <laughs> look who this big words and trying to be intelligent and improve his life and become a more fluid communicator, perhaps earn more money. What an idiot. You're going to have those kind of people. And if that happens, I think it's a good test. We'll call it the sclerotic test. Just get rid of them. If they do that, just be like, Ugh, I'm in a bad zone. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a bad zone. Because you've become the, the sum of the five people you spend your time with. Exactly. I truly believe that. I truly believe that, too. The other thing I really believe is that, is Andrew Tate said, sorry to keep quoting Andrew Tate, but, you know, he does drop some truth bombs around here. He said, hate only comes from below and never above. That is true. He didn't say that. Like so many other people before him said, said Damn that. Damn it. I, false attribution. Mm, but you know, it doesn't, yeah. you know, you always want to credit the right person. But I really thought about that. And I was like, yeah, that actually is kind of true. That because I was telling true. my friend that like whenever I hear so-and-so person is like criticizing me, it's always like a complete zero. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that too. That and means you can like, never hate me. Because like I'm still learning from you. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. George's like, yeah, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> so the point is, is uh, vote for uh, anyone. You I don't know. Vote. I really don't know. I don't even know if I was American. Who I'd probably just give up. Would you publicly say who, who you vote for? I voted for liberal and, and conservative in Canada. Um, I mean, I think also that I've really broken apart the system so much on this show that it's kind of ridiculous for me to be like, well, this is corrupted, and this is corrupted, and this is corrupted. But if you vote for this person, everything will fi- like mm-hmm. be fixed. You know, it's like, yeah. and you don't want to give too mu- too many people too much pessimism. Pe- pessimism. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't talk today. <laughs> this is right after sclerotic. <laughs> I wasted all my energy on sclerotic, <laughs> and because I was unable to grow and I'd grown rigid. <laughs> At the end there, I had become sclerotic. <laughs> Yo, I was unresponsive. Just broke the fourth wall. Fucking meta, bro. <laughs> Can you practice it? Okay, ready? So I'm going to say, Shivam, how was your week? Uh, it was sclerotic. Sclerotic. No. Sclero- sclerotic. No, no sclerotic. it doesn't work like that. You're using it in the wrong context. Bro. You, you <laughs> should, easy one. I throw this, everyone use this one at work. You just say, you know, the government's just become so sclerotic. <laughs> just say that in the lunchroom. I want you to say that, please. The government's Is there even lunchrooms so anymore? People just all work from home yeah. doing pills or whatever. <laughs> My friend's like, I masturbate like four times a day. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> like... He just gets off a Zoom call, just rubs one out, and then pops on another one. And you know when people have, they just have that that easiness about them. Yeah, it's also I, I feel soft. like it's, it's the weather outside. Like it's like a very masturbatory weather. Like you can't go outside because it's too windy. 
too like warm inside. So oh no, like it's now is where everyone. It's what do they call it? Cuffing season where people cuffing just go inside and no seasonal depression kicks in. Cuffing season. Someone told me it's when you cuff somebody and like they stay with you. Then no, no cuffing season is like okay, so it's getting cold and you want someone to cuddle with. Cuddle with so yeah. around like October November, you find yeah. that person. Yeah, it's like you hibernate together. And it's so and then, fucking weird. I learned this a month ago. Oh yeah, it's totally a thing. And then there's this moment around like May where everyone starts getting horny. You know, like yeah. people are wearing shorts and skirts. Exactly. Exactly. Just filled with general life that is usually lacking here. Yeah. And then people just <laughs> get really horny. Yeah. And then they just drop the dead weight. And then I notice also that's when like the um one of the things that happens during the uh cuffing season is that like more straight men <laughs> will go on grinder. I don't know. Men. Okay. There are you know, people always live under like certain delusions, right? Like it's like Lizzo's like, I'm fine, I'm healthy. Like it's like, okay, cool. Like we, yeah. we just have to accept a level of delusion, right? Yeah. And I feel like I go on Grinder and it'll be like a straight guy and his profile will be <laughs> be like uh, you know, like looking to uh whatever they want to do, like looking for a blowjob or like looking to fuck a XYZ, just fill in the blank, and then uh they'll describe themselves as straight. Not like bi-curious, bisexual, curious, it's just straight. I'm just totally straight, but occasionally I do have sex with men. And it's just, these are the, but it's like the delusion. It's like, these are the stories we tell ourselves all the time right? to be okay with ourselves. Meaning like, it's fine. No, everything's great. The people I've let into my life are fine. Yeah, no, I have, I have 30 drinks a week. Life's fine. Yeah, no, my husband's not gay. He's just, you know, likes pastel colored towels <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying you just do that we all do that we look in the mirror we you know we've gained 40 pounds we look in the mirror and we're like i'm fine i haven't gained weight we we all play the game but that one to me <laughs> that when is your so genitals weird. are like in another person Persons. and they're a man yeah and you're still maintaining that you're straight <laughs> i just feel like at that point i don't know what to say to you you almost don't even like judge them anymore you just move right to pity yeah like you're like what the hell is this and then you move into like wow this is really sad mm. well what about those people who are like who who were straight and it's their first time on grinder like the end they're like okay let me try something. but that's by curious then. yeah but that'd yeah. be like curious or yeah. something but yeah. i feel like maybe they don't i don't know, know. i feel i i think i told the story on the show one time that i had this friend and he said that there's this area in Toronto. I don't want to give the exact area, but it's like, I will give the exact area. It's like, uh, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Join along if you're in Qatar. Pull up Google Maps. Uh, it's like King and Bathurst to King and Spadina. There's like a really high concentration of like banker bros and good looking men that do well. And this guy I knew used to go to that zone and have sex with certain men. And he said the common theme is that like, they all maintained that they were all straight. I guess it was just like a fetish or something. So the, he said the only way he would ever have sex with men that were that attractive was that he would have to go over in heels and uh, like pink underwear. And like he didn't, he wasn't normally into that before, but I guess they were this. It's not gay, bro. <laughs> bro. I mean, it's like I great, said, bro. level of delusion. It makes so much sense, though. It makes sense, though. Every once in a while, the yeah. balls pop out of the bottom of the pink <laughs> underwear. He's like, oh, it's real. It's so real now. It was, trust me, it was real when he had Harry back. Like, it's not I gay if know. it's pink, bro. It's not gay if you just wear these underwear and, and put these heels on. Your chromosomes and everything, it's, none of that matters. And your big 
eight inch dick between your legs. <laughs> your lack of breasts, hips. I mean, <laughs> how far are we going, boys? It's also, it's not like trans yeah. woman. Like you could be yeah. like, okay, that's pretty close. Like you could see why a straight guy would have sex with a trans woman. It's like it's pretty close. Yeah. But like, okay, how you can only deviate so far yeah. from there. Like <laughs> if he's got a chin strap and like a hairy back, like <laughs> I don't know if the thong cancels it out, no, let's the, say. The, the, Is the thong an antidote to that? I don't know. Like, I, that, that's what I don't understand. I just, I just want to sit these people down because no one sits anyone down nowadays. I sit everyone down and just be like, what's the deal with this? Bro, the next time you want to have sex with a straight man, just identify yourself as a woman. And that's I feel it. like people are already doing that right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't even need the pink underwear after this. I learned uh, there's a street, uh, Street Ontario. It's called Face Street. It's not called But I learned that there, uh, on Street Ontario in Toronto are the most girls picked up like on the street, like prostitutes almost. Really? Yeah. Did you know this? No. Yeah. So near Parliament on Ontario Street, there's like a whole uh, street where like girls would just go and stand in like sh- whatever, like clothes and guys would just come and pick them up in their cars and like take them. Yeah. You learn everything, you know. Something well, that used to be a thing until like online. I mean, I'm sure you know the 50s and stuff. You that's how you. Well, how would you find hookers anyways? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like now, even they do it now. And my friend told me like he picks up girls like almost every week there, and it's not even that expensive. It's like three hundred dollars, two hundred dollars sometimes. Do, now, do, is there a menu? No, unfortunately, we can make one. No, I mean, it, it, for $300, is it like you get this? $200, you get this? No, it's it's how good you can negotiate. The, so they start with like 500 and then you can go back to like 300 and 200 and whatever. Some people, people live such dramatically different lives in, in terms of their jobs. Yeah. Like there's someone doing brain surgery somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. And then like across yeah. the world, there's someone negotiating yeah. the price for this was six, a, but a rusty trombone. <laughs> <laughs> which, we, which we said on the show. You should know what that is. Google it. If you... I know that one. She's like 275. She's like, my minimum is usually 300. Yeah. <laughs> and and for blowjob, it's like $100. That's it. It's so cheap. And I was like, oh. Okay. Has he tried connecting with others? I'm not saying there's a problem with like buying sex, but I mean, like you said, he's there that often. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. Not, I mean, like, it's okay. like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like maybe there's more attachment issues going on. I don't know. Probably. Cause he bro- like, th- so it's not like a friend friend. I just met him like a few days ago we were talking about this and like, I don't know how we got to this. And he said like, he broke up a few weeks ago with his girlfriend. And he's like, okay, like I want to just get over my girlfriend. And like, that's why I'm doing it. And he was suggesting me to do it. I was like, bro, I don't need that. I'm already getting some like, Come on, bro. What a flex. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we are attempting to get a couple of guests on the show. One of them, if you guys know anyone, we're working on some, but if you know someone that is, Canada's the only G8 country to ban the sale of raw milk. Uh, I have uh, procured a supply. <laughs> I will not say anything else. Because apparently in our country, we don't really worry about healthcare as much. We just shut the ER and don't take care of people. And it's just this false socialism going on because the government is spending resources on having law enforcement bust farmers for selling milk directly from the cow. 
and statistically it's like something like a one in six million chance you're going to get sick from it and tens of millions of people drink it every year they sell it in the grocery stores in america i have had to procure a supply i am basically <laughs> there is a black market for cow's milk <laughs> it is th- this is what they're doing they're throwing farmers yeah. in jail yeah, <laughs> and the farmers are all paranoid now. Some people are doing it black market, but the farmers are like, I don't want to get thrown in jail. And I was like, this is, this is what the Canada is the only GA country to just be like, no, you can't have it directly from the tit. I learned a legal way to do it though, and I was gonna tell you like, I might have already be doing it. I don't want to give too many hints because you know me, yeah. I'm not scared of uh, yeah going out there and seeing what's available. I said, there's always a solution. Yeah. I always say that line. There's always a solution, yeah. but but the way I have is like purely legal like nothing illegal about that way we'll discuss okay i'll tell you after the show after anyways the if you know someone unmentionable podcast at gmail.com please send us a name of someone who would come on the program whether it's a farmer we can keep them anonymous it'd be kind of hilarious if they were running an underground <laughs> raw milk there was an what's the size of the underground raw milk economy you know they always quantify like the sex underground sex economy and stuff i don't know but if they could come on and tell us about how it works and what are the penalties and also could potentially debunk a lot of the myths around raw milk in terms of um, how bad it is for you, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, what is ruined in the process of pasteurization. Like, for example, myself, I drink when I drink regular milk. I, I don't really care that much for regular milk and I never did because of the pasteurization. I get this bloated feeling. And then when I drink raw milk, man, it's amazing. I feel incredible on it. I feel like it's like a, it is a superfood to a degree. Yeah. You know, your baby survives on your breast exactly. for like a year or two. I don't even know how people, long people breastfeed. Uh, year, one two? Years, one and a half years. Isn't least. there always like those chicks on TLC? They're like 50. They're, their kid will be like nine and he's like, and they're still breastfeeding him. It's always like one it, of those It works stories. on demand and supply. If your kid still wants it and is like willing to like suckle. But at that point, it's like you're addicted, to, you're addicted to your mom's tit at some point. Yeah. It's an addiction. There's a, the, the, I was reading about this one searching for like uh, our guest who was going to come, the farmer on the show. But Michael Schmidt. Michael Schmidt. Michael, you're listening. You know. You know <laughs> but there, there are girls who can produce milk even without a baby. It's like the whole, there's a way to do it and they have to like do it. They, there's a practice with their like uh, boobs. So, so basically there's what probably it is. some men that can do it now. Probably <laughs> N- N- NPR listeners. You know who you are. Sorry. You get a little soy boy on. Uh, soy boys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If, if you go to a girl and suck on her tits every two hours for like five minutes, every two hours, do it for like a month. She'll start like producing milk. That's a trick. That's a trick. Have you tried it? No, I don't. I don't have a girl. I don't have a. I don't currently have a tit available to suck, <laughs> which is not a lie. Every actually. two hours, not every also two hours. Also, a lie. No, no lies on the program. We don't tell lies on the program. <laughs> That's the rule. Okay, this has been another week of a mentionable podcast. Goodbye.